Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Overcoming Life's Principles. You're listening to Jerry McGee of Abiding Life Ministries, Post Office Box 1141, Lindale, Texas, 75771. My email is jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. That's G like George, E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E at sbcglobal.net. Each time we're on, we're going to be um, teaching principles of the overcoming life. Basically, they, uh, these teachings came out of God teaching me how to overcome the difficult things in my, in my own life. And at the end of the program, when I get through, you can call in for special prayer at 646-595-4784. And don't forget to press uh, number one. Uh, You can go to jerrymcgee.com, to my website. There's free teachings on there, free CDs to listen to, um, books you can order. Uh, You can sign up for my email, and if you will, that'll tell you when I'm going to be on the radio again and what areas I'll be teaching in. I teach a Duncanville seminar once a month. It starts at 10 o'clock in Duncanville, Texas. uh, It it borders uh, Dallas, Texas on the south side. It's near Arlington, Texas, near Grand Prairie, near Mesquite. Uh, So if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, in that area, well, we have a meeting once a month. We meet at the Southwest Harvest Church across the street in the Resolve Center, not in the main building. But if you're interested in attending that, you can go onto my website, sign up for my email, and I'll send you a flyer. I'm going to be in York, Pennsylvania, the 29th through October the 1st. And uh, if you're interested in attending that meeting, you can also sign up for my email, and we're going to send out a flyer probably tomorrow to give you directions if you're interested. And, and tonight I just want to start with a word of prayer, and then we'll go into our teaching. Father, I just come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you that you're our king, our God, you're our shelter, our fortress, You are a mighty God. Lord, we thank you that you've allowed us to know you a little bit. Lord, we want to know you more. We ask you to cover this teaching, cover this program, cover uh, Dorothy Carruthers and her family and my family and everything that concerns us with the blood of Jesus. Cover every person who listens in to this teaching. Father, we ask you to cover them with the blood of Jesus. We ask you to lose your ministering angels to minister to all of us. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we have authority over all of Satan's power. And Satan, we bind you. We bind principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in heavenly places. We bind you in the heavenly places and on this earth. We forbid you to work with, communicate with, make contact with anyone on this earth or in the heavenly Mm -hmm. places to work divination against us. Lord, we pray a special covering of warrior angels around and over us, around and over every person who's listening in to boomerang back on the enemy, every curse and assignment uh, in Jesus' name, back on the enemy, every ritual we break in the name of Jesus, and back on the enemy, seven times over, unbroken and in full force, not to kill them, hurt them, harm them, but so they'll fear God and turn away from evil. Father, I ask that the words of our mouth and meditations of our heart be acceptable to you. I loose over the people who will be listening to this teaching, the fear of the Lord, the conviction of sin, a spirit of repentance, and the truth that sets us free. Father, I ask that I not speak in human words of wisdom, but with your Holy Spirit's words and your Holy Spirit's power. We pray, Lord, that every person who's listening in, if they don't know you as their Savior, Lord, 
that they'll be saved, healed, and delivered before they leave this program today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your angels that are ministering spirits sent to help and care for those who are to receive your salvation. So, Father, send forth your ministering angels to minister to me and Dorothy and uh, every person who will be listening in, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that even if I say it wrong, they'll hear it right. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you'll baptize us with your Holy Spirit's power, your Holy Ghost and fire. Father, we, in Jesus' name, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Well, today I want to teach a message on ears to hear. Uh, every one of us have ears, but not everyone has ears to hear. And I'm trying to learn how to have ears to hear. And uh, we need ears to hear so we'll stay on God's path and on the right track. And so we'll be protected from the enemy. In Job uh, chapter 34, verse 3, it says, The ear tests words as the palate tastes food. In Isaiah 50, uh, Jesus is talking about a disciple. You know, a disciple is a person that allows God to discipline them. Um, and I don't mean a spanking necessarily unless you're in rebellion and you don't want to obey, then you get a spanking. But to discipline means to to align you with the word of God, to, to bring correction. Like a trainer would be training someone to walk to, uh, like say in the Olympics or somebody that's an ice skater, they have trainers that kind of try to keep them um, uh, lined up. And that would be the purpose of discipline. Like when you discipline children, it would be to correct them and put them on the right path. And of course, uh, if they don't listen, you know, they get to, uh, to be disciplined with a, um, with a rod, as the Bible says, and God uses a rod on us. And, and the rod is usually carried out by the powers of darkness. Uh, in other words, by demon powers. God uses the enemy. Um, you know, when we step outside of God's refuge, if you picture God's refuge as Psalms 91, and when you're under that refuge, the scripture says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God will abide in the shadow and protection of the Almighty. If I stay under God's refuge, I'm protected. I get outside of God's refuge, and the powers of darkness, that's where the arrows fly, and that's where the powers of darkness can afflict me or attack me. And so um, that's a picture of getting disciplined uh, because I won't listen. You know, many people were just, you know, if you grew up in, with parents that didn't live under the Lordship of Jesus, a lot of people just grew up outside of God's refuge. And so um, Psalms 18, I'm sorry, Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can run into it and are safe. And that's a picture of being in God's refuge. Another picture would be to, be to picture God as a potter and we're the clay and we're on the potter's wheel. Another way of saying it would be, Present your body to God as a living sacrifice and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That would be another way of saying it. Another way of saying it would be walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Another way of saying it is deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow the Lord. That keeps you in God's presence. On the highway of holiness, Isaiah 35 says there's a highway of holiness. And on that highway, there's no lying, no fool, no unclean can walk there. It's a safe place. But God speaks to the, of the disciples, the people that let God discipline them, people that deal with your, your, the issues that we have stored down in our heart, that receive God's discipline, that walk in repentance is another way of saying it. But God says that if you're a disciple, 
that that uh, he gives you the tongue of a disciple that you might sustain the weary one with a word. And then he says, morning by morning, he wakes up your ear to listen as a disciple, and you will not be disobedient, nor will you turn back. So my prayer for us today, for all of us, myself included, is that God will wake up our ears. And, of course, having ears to hear means that he digs out, he excavates, excavates, and he irrigates our ears to listen, digs them out. He's the one that gives us ears to hear and eyes to see. And over and over in the Gospels, Jesus said to him who has ears, let him hear. Now, everybody had ears. We all have ears, but not everyone has ears to hear. And nine times in the Word of God, it's mentioned having ears to hear. Having ears to hear doesn't mean the two that are attached to your head, uh, but it means um, it means to have spiritual ears. Jesus was not just talking about our physical ears, but spiritual ears, uh, which means to have a hearing, listening, hearing heart. It means to have a heart that hears God. And uh, Jesus warns us in Mark 4 where he says, if we don't take care how we listen, even what we think we have will be taken away. You know, in the parable of the sower, um, it, 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 the, in the parable of the sower, we're all uh, soil. It says in Mark 4, in uh, Matthew 13, Luke 8, that we're all soil. And so you could say our hearts are a spiritual garden. And so we need to take care of what we listen to because the word of God is seed and words are seed. And so when we listen to the word of God, it produces good fruit in our garden. If we, if we listen to uh, words that, that are contradictory to the word of God, it plants things down in our heart that produces negative fruit. And it tells us in Deuteronomy 22 and in, Le- in uh, Leviticus, nine kinds of seed in your garden. Uh, it tells us in Hosea, uh, in Hosea chapter 10 that we're to sow with a view to righteousness. The Bible says what we sow is what's go- what we're going to reap. And so we need to watch over our heart as, as Proverbs 4 tells us to watch over our heart to make sure that there's not the wrong kind of seeds planted in our spiritual garden. You know, um, if, if we eat off the tree of life, as God tells, told Adam and Eve, they could, they could eat off the tree of, of life, but they couldn't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If we eat off the tree of life, which is the word of God, it produces uh, a faith to, uh, to believe. It causes us to believe. But if we eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we have a, we, it'll cause us to believe the, the negative thing. You know, and, and, you know, because most of us have eaten off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we really don't believe God's word. It's easier for us to believe the bad report that ISIS is going to get us or uh, Ebola is going to take us or some kind of, it's easy for us to believe that because we're eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We don't have to have any doubt about that. But, it, but because we don't eat off the tree of life, we have a hard time of believing all of God's promises. And I'm speaking of myself, too. There's areas of my life um, that uh, I need to have faith. And we need to have faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And what you hear, if you don't take care of what you listen to, what you hear will either build or it will produce fear, one of the two. Fear is the opposite of faith. And so Jesus warns us to take care of how we listen. Because if we don't take care how we listen, even what we think we have will be taken away. And Scripture calls us not to only uh, listen, to be careful how we listen, but what we listen to. 
He tells us to be careful how we listen to the word of God, and, and it tells us to be careful what we listen to because what we listen to, if it's a, a negative thing, is going to be planting in our spiritual garden negative fruit that's going to come out of our mouth and up into our thought life, and it'll produce uh, lust. And the scripture says when lust is conceived, it produces death. Um, if you're a person who rejects truth from God's word, and, you know, maybe you're one of those yeah, but Christians. Have you ever shared the word with someone and they say, yeah, but I don't really believe that, or uh, yeah, but so-and-so, Dr. So-and-so says differently. You know, it really doesn't matter what you and I believe. It only matters, well, I mean, it doesn't matter our opinion. I should say it that way. It does matter what you believe. But these yeah, but Christians is they don't really believe God's word and they want to give you their own opinion. But our our opinion doesn't matter. It's what God said that matters. And so if you're a person that is one of those yeah, but Christians, or you reject uh, the voice of truth from God's word, or you reject uh, correction, or you won't follow instructions, or you don't know how to follow instructions, uh, you don't have ears to hear. And so many people don't have ears to hear. Uh, not having the ears to hear is one of the spirit, one of the major spiritual roots to hearing loss, and, and uh, actually total deafness. And it usually starts earlier in our lives. It comes even generationally. It can come down uh, generationally. But, you know, if a, if a child um, uh, perceives that his parents' word is stupid or too controlling or um, in, uh, impossible or too strict or too hard or uh, their parents are irresponsible or incompetent. They make a judgment on their parents, and they are treated, without realizing it, we treat God the same way because parents model for us a picture of what God's like. And so if we refuse to listen to our parents, we make a vow, and it also, either consciously or unconsciously, we're treating God the same way. And so when you, um, when you, when a, when a child feels like the parent is incompetent or stupid or too controlling or too hard, they just kind of turn them off or just kind of, you know, like switch them off. And when we do that, we really open ourselves up to hearing loss and a hearing problem, uh, especially in later life. And I've seen people's uh, ears instantly healed whenever they uh, just repented of, of tuning their parents out. And, you know, sometimes, uh, especially if a child has a controlling parent or one that nags him all the time, it's like a coping mechanism. We just kind of turn them off. And, of course, God says if we let the sun go down on our anger, we give a mighty foothold to the devil. And um, so if wherever we let the sun go down on our anger, we have till sundown to deal with uh, uh, our, our feelings of pain or if, we were, if our parents didn't train us up in the way we should go. You know, unconsciously, uh, when we don't forgive them by sundown, it, it sets up a judgment that causes us to continue to reap the very same thing. And however you treat your parents is how you are treating God, either consciously or unconsciously. You know, for example, if you're a person, this is kind of different, but if you're a person that's angry at, at God, you're mad at God, that tells me real quick that you're mad at your parents, that you didn't forgive them for something. If your parents failed you and you didn't forgive them by sundown, then you're mad at God because you believe he's like your mom and dad and that he'll fail you too. And God's perfect. He's not like our mothers and fathers. But uh, I've seen people's ears healed instantly when they would just repent of not listening to their parents. 
And this has convinced me that hearing problems come in when children refuse to listen to their parents or are they disdain their parents or they disdain authority or they refuse to listen to the voice of their parents. I remember when I first started teaching seminars in 1990, one of the girls that I knew came up to me and she said, you know, I don't know, I have a hard time listening to the word of God. And I said, well, did you have a hard time listening to your mom and dad? And she said, oh, she said, I couldn't stand my dad's voice. Every time he'd speak in my heart, I just go, I just can't stand his voice. And um, so I let her in repentance, prayed for her. And two months later, she was in my kitchen. And she said, you remember when you prayed for me at that seminar? And I said, yes. She said, I didn't know I had a hearing problem. But she said, I hear perfectly now. Uh, Another uh, situation was another little boy uh, had an ear infection, and his daddy was getting ready to take him to the to the um, doctor, and I said, do you mind if I anoint him with oil? And daddy said no. So I anointed him with oil, and I uh, said, not in his daddy's hearing, but I asked the little boy, I said, have you ever just refused to, ask, refused to listen to your dad? And he said yes. And so when he repented, his ears were healed. His daddy didn't even have to take him to the doctor. I know another girl, because her mother and father uh, were fighting all the time, she just kind of went into a soundproof booth. I mean, she just kind of checked out emotionally and into a soundproof booth. And her ears were partially healed when she repented. She wasn't totally healed because she really had to wear hearing aids. But, but uh, there was much improvement in her ears after that. Uh, I know another uh, young man just recently said, you know, I was just asking, the, he's, he said to me, he said, I was just asking the Lord, why is it I'm having a hard time hearing you and the Lord said you're not listening to your dad and so the young man repented and now he's not doesn't have that problem um uh, I know another lady who because her daddy would always slap her in the ears she was uh had hearing loss and so when I led her in repentance led her to forgive her dad and then I took the sword of the spirit and I cut her dad's hands off of the ears. You know, if somebody hurts you, like they twist your arm and you don't forgive them, you let the sun go down on it, you can have a pain in your arm. It's almost like they're still attached to wherever wherever you were hurt. Their, their body part is still attached to yours through a soul tie. You know, through soul ties, you can get the demons of whoever you have a soul tie with. You can get the um, the familiar spirits of whoever you have a soul tie with. Uh, you can get the addictions of whoever you have a soul tie with. And if they hurt you physically um, with their hands or another body part, they're still attached to wherever they hurt you if you didn't forgive them by sundown. I know another lady that was um, uh, in, in my prayer in a prayer group I was in. She said, you know, she said, the other day I fell, and she said the sight of my face has hurt me ever since. And I said, well, did anybody ever hit you in the face? She said, no, I can't think of it. And so we prayed, but I knew nothing happened. And later on, um, the the leader of the prayer group called me and said, you remember when we prayed for this particular lady? Said she didn't remember, but after she got home, she remembered that when she was 13, a girl slapped her in the face. And when she forgave that girl, the pain left her face. And she thought that was just through a fall. And so it's like it's almost like being slapped. The, the girl's hand was, that had slapped her was still on her face through a soul tie. So um, when you break soul ties, they get a piece of you. And I mean, when you have a soul tie, whoever you have a soul tie with gets a piece of you and you get a piece of them. And so that's why when I break 
break soul ties, I exchange their image, the image of the one um, that you have a soul tie with, with the image of Christ. Because God says he uses things. It says in Romans 8 that he uses things that we go through to conform us into his image. So if you don't deal with that, you know, at the cross and you let the sun go down on it, uh, you don't deal with it, what happens is you get the wrong image. So we want to get conformed to the image of Christ. Um, I know another uh, person that had has had uh, itching in their ears, and uh, the Lord showed us that it had to do with the scripture in Second uh, Timothy 4.2 that says, that uh, in latter times, men will fall away from the faith. No, well, I'm sorry. First Timothy 4, 1 says, in latter times, men will fall away from the faith, giving heed to doctrines of demons and seducing spirits. And we see that in the church right now. But um, but in Second uh, Timothy 4, 2, it says that having itching ears, uh, they turn aside from truth to myth and, and, uh, and draw to themselves teachers in accordance to their own desire and that's one of the reasons for itching ears is having itching ears turning aside from truth to myth and accumulating for yourself teachers in accordance to your own desire um so and i remember another girl another lady who who had come out of satanism well actually she was still into satanism but she had ear infections constantly and when we began to minister to her, the Lord showed her that she they, she was in prostitution when she was 12 years old. And this pimp would burn her with cigarettes and scream in her ear. And when she forgave him, her ear infections were healed. And that was just through soul ties. And so, um, anyway, refusing to listen to your parents is carried over into your relationship with God and with the authority figures in your life. If you're always doing what you thinks best to you without regard to what God or authority thinks, then it'll open you up to hearing loss or deafness. Hearing problems parallel us not listening to God. Um, I remember when I had a at one time I had a uh, a ministry form where I would take people in um, to people that were into prostitution, crackheads, people that had come out of Satanism, and I would be ministering to these people in their recovery process. And I would send them to the feast or since it was a farm, we had like a working farm, we had cows and I would send them to the, to the, um, to the feed store to get something. And I'd say, be sure and get this certain bag that, you know, get the bag that's yellow and not the green one. Well, they'd come home with the, with the green one because they thought it looked prettier and they didn't have ears to hear. Um, in fact, after many years of doing that, I realized I was trying to get a bunch of people delivered that just really needed to be born again. Uh, you know, if you're a person that's prayed the prayer to receive Jesus uh, and your life's never changed, the Bible says the devil and his demons believe. And so if, if, if God's never transformed your heart since the time that you became born again, then you're not hearing God because uh, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they obey me and they'll not follow the voice of a stranger. And so really, uh, in the word of God, judgment is, on, judgment is on whatever we sin with. Um, I remember when, um, when uh, or in earlier years, when Glenn Miller, who was the overseer of Lake Hamilton Bible Camp, uh, in the meetings he would tell people, um, now, when you go into the dining hall, don't sit at the first of the tables. Go all the way to the end of the room 
so uh, and and people you'd go in there and people would be sitting right where he told them not to sit because they didn't have ears to hear. Uh, sometimes I, you know, I have a kennel where I I sell little puppies, and that's kind of my tent making job. Um, that way I can minister to people and um, and I thank God for anyone who gives to the ministry. I appreciate that. But to supplement income, um, God gave me this kennel. And so I'll tell puppy customers when they come to pick up the puppies, I'll say, now, when you get off of Interstate 20, uh, you turn on to County Road 440 and stop right there. Don't go any further because you'll get lost. And uh, I'll stay on the phone till you get to my house. Well, they'll just come off of I-20 and they'll just take a, a ride on uh, 440 and they'll just keep on going and they'll call me and they're off in Timbuktu and I don't even know where they are because most people, 90% of people, do not have ears to hear. But a disciple, it says that a true disciple in Isaiah 50, that God will wake up their ears morning by morning to listen as a disciple and they will not be disobedient nor will they turn back. So my question is, are you a disciple? Are you a person that just believes in Jesus with your head? Has it ever got down into your heart to give you a new, new heart? Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things pass away, and behold, all things become new. You know, in, in uh, uh, Matthew 8, Jesus said, you don't hear because you're not of God, Father the devil. So uh, as you're listening to this, if you've never been born again, you need to be born again. If, if, but if from the time you've received Jesus as Savior, you've not been willing to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow him, you need to be born again because Jesus said, if any man would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And the Lord taught me this years ago uh, when I was teaching a message out in California on being born again. In fact, I've taught it here on this, um, on this, uh, on Dorothy Carruthers Blog Talk Radio. I've taught it, in the, and you can go into her archives and find it on being born again. But I was teaching, there's about 200 people, and I taught on being born again. And I, um, afterwards, I said, Lord, you know, I believe all these people have prayed the prayer to receive you. But how do I teach people how to be born again? And he said, teach them to deny their self, take up their cross, and follow, follow me. And so that's what we have to do. And if we're not willing to do that, we've not been born again. In uh, John chapter 2, Jesus, it says many people were believing in Jesus. But it says because Jesus knew all hearts, he was not giving himself to them. And so he knows your heart. He knows if you were sincere sincerely seeking him with all your heart. Uh, you know, sometimes we have to be brought to the end of ourselves before we get born again. I remember when I got born again, I couldn't, you know, my, my husband was vice president of a bank. I lived in a little town. I had a dress, uh, clothes to wear, different clothes every day, different shoes. Uh, to, uh, But I could not see any point in, in getting up, going to bed, coming home, get, going to work, um, getting up, going to work, coming home, going to bed, getting up, going to work. I can see no point in life. And when I was born again, everything about me changed. All of a sudden, I had a reason to live. It was like a storm was going on in my life. And it was like if you've ever walked on a beach, a storm was going on in my life. And um, But uh, when I was born again, it was like the storm ended. And if you've ever walked on a beach after a storm, it's peaceful. And before the storm, it's not so peaceful. And so God says he'll keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed upon him 
because we're trusting in him. In the physical, ears are organs of hearing. Spiritual ears represent the ability to hear spiritually. The Bible speaks often of ears in a literal way, but more significant is the use of the word in a figurative sense, which means it speaks of having a hearing and understanding heart. And understanding is the truth that sets you free. To give ear means to pay close attention to. In Hosea chapter 4, it says harlotry. Uh, Boy, before it says that, it says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge because they've rejected knowledge. Uh, And that's the truth that sets me free. And Hosea 4 says harlotry, which is idolatry. Uh, You know, a spiritual harlot is a person who prays the prayer to receive Jesus and their heart goes after other lovers and they commit spiritual adultery against their bridegroom Jesus. And that's what, when we pray a prayer, we're entering into a covenant relationship with Jesus to be his holy bride, men and women. And when our hearts go after other lovers, there's things that we love more than Jesus. We're committing spiritual adultery and spiritual harlotry. And Hosea 4 says, harlotry, wine, and new wine take away the understanding. King James says, take away the heart. And understanding is the truth that sets me free. And I need understanding if I'm going to get free of, uh, um, and, and get delivered and get healed. When we lack understanding, it's because of idolatry. So spiritual harlotry is loving something more than we love Jesus. We know what everyone knows what a, a physical harlot gets paid for what she does, but a spiritual harlot pays her lovers. It says that in Ezekiel uh, 39. It says, and at the end of Hosea, it says, the people without understanding are ruined, and if we don't have understanding, uh, which is the truth that sets me free, I'm ruined. So that's why I need understanding. Because of rebellion and idolatry and fruitlessness, you know, the Bible says in John 15 that I'm to bear fruits and so prove to be his disciple. And so because I'm not bearing fruit, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control, because I'm not bearing fruit and because, which is rebellion, which is idolatry, uh, it says that God will give us God will take away our ability to see, to hear, and a heart that understands. In Deuteronomy uh, 29, verse 4, it says, Yet to this day the Lord has not given you a heart to, to know, nor eyes to see, nor ears to hear. So if we have a, eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that can understand, it's because God gives it to us. Uh, Ezekiel 12, verse 2 says, Son of man, you live in the midst of a rebellious house, we have eyes that see not, uh, I'm sorry, that has eyes, ears that do not hear, for they are rebellious house. In Romans 11, verse 8, it's just as it is written, God gave them over to a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not, ears to hear not, down to this very day. You know, today people would say, well, but the devil just did it. No, it's, do you, did you hear that? It says God gave them a spirit of stupor eyes to see not, ears to hear not, down to this very day. God gave it. In 1 Samuel chapter 6, verse 9, I'm I'm sorry, not 1 Samuel, Isaiah 6, verse 9, and God said, go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not perceive. In other words, you won't get it. Keep on looking, looking, but do not understand. Render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull, their eyes dim, lest they would see with their eyes, 
hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. And you can read that very same thing in Matthew 13. Proverbs 18:15 says, The mind of the prudent acquires, acquires knowledge, and the ears of the wise speak knowledge. When we refuse to listen to God, he doesn't listen to us. Zechariah 7, verse 11 says, But they refused to pay attention and turned a stubborn shoulder and stopped their ears from hearing. Can you just see these people? They turned their stubborn shoulder, which is also a root to a spiritual root to, to, to shoulder problems or pain in your shoulder, and they stopped up their ears. Can you see them holding their hands over their ears where they didn't listen? They stopped up their ears from hearing. They made their hearts like flint that they could not hear the, the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent his by his spirit to the former prophet. Therefore, great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. And I can, I don't have the scripture, but I can, if you want to email me uh, at Jerry McGee at S like Sam, B like boy, C like cat, global.net, I can give you the scriptures where it says that the wrath of God is carried out by the powers of darkness. And so great wrath came from the Lord of hosts in Zechariah 7.13. And just as he called and they would not listen, so they called and I would not. Let me read this over again. And just as they called and would not listen, so then they called and I would not listen, said the Lord of hosts. And turn your ear towards suggests uh, the desire to understand. Proverbs 2, 2 says, Make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of the Holy One. You know, if somebody told you that you had buried treasure, gold and silver, and diamonds and jewels buried in your backyard, you'd be out there, and so would I, I with a shovel, uh, or, or we'd be trying to excavate it. And, but so we're to seek wisdom and knowledge like we would search for hidden treasures, and we don't do that. In fact, it ties in, ties in with the scripture that says, God says, if you seek for me with your whole heart, Thing 3 says, he who neglects discipline despises himself, but he who listens to uh Reproof acquires understanding. In other words, we if we let God discipline us, um, then we will acquire understanding, which is the truth that sets us free. But it says if we neglect discipline, we despise ourselves. Because you see, it's discipline that changes our life, that causes us to have a blessed life. God disciplines every son whom he loves. And if we don't let God discipline us, the scripture says in Hebrews 12 that we're bastards and not true sons. And look how many people are in the church that don't deal with their stuff, that don't let God discipline them. In fact, nowadays you can hardly tell a church member from a lost person. And let me tell you, um, Leonard Ravenhill says 98% of church members are lost. Uh, Howard Pittman says 90% of church members are lost. And Billy Graham said only 5% of the thousands of people that come forward at his crusades are truly born again. And it's, not, it's more than just believing in your head about Jesus. It, 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 it means a heart transformation. When I was born again, God totally changed my life, and I'm still in a work in progress. 
and he's still changing my life. You know, when I first got saved, I thought I probably did him a favor. And now, as I've walked with God, I'm wondering how he even saved me. You know, when we when we first start with God, there's so many things that we um, we allow in our life. But the, but the narrow way gets more narrow. And God says there's a narrow way that leads to eternal life. And few there be that find it. There's a broad way that leads to destruction. And so we have to hear and understand. And we cannot neglect God's discipline. Um, the ears of the Lord symbolizes that he hears prayer versus idols who don't hear prayers. First Peter 3, verse, uh, 1 Peter 3 says, the ears of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears are open, attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Proverbs one fifteen verse 4 through 8 talks about idols. It says they have ears, but they don't hear. They have mouths, but they can't speak. They have uh, eyes, but they cannot see. Uh, they have feet, but they cannot walk. And it's also, you'll find that also in Psalms 135. But God hears the prayers of the righteous. But if we regard iniquity in our hearts, Psalm 68 says God won't hear us. Proverbs 28, verse 9 says, He who turns away his ear from listening to the law, speaking of God's law, even his prayer is an abomination. People who refuse to listen are described as stubborn, stiff-necked, uh, arrogant, scoffers, rebellious, perverse, crooked, idolatrous. First Timothy 4.1, and I quoted it earlier, that in latter times men will fall away from the faith, giving heed to doctrines of demons and seducing spirits. And in the state of a church in America today, you can find very few churches that are preaching against sin, very few churches that are teaching what God's word says, that without holiness, no man will see the Lord. Um, the church is full of religious people that deal with the outward but they don't deal with their heart issues. And we have to do that because the Bible tells us we have to work at our salvation with fear and trembling. In Nehemiah 9, 16, it says, but they, our fathers, acted arrogantly because they were stubborn and would not listen to, the, to thy commandments. And they refused to listen and did not remember thy words or the deeds which thou hast performed among them. So they became stubborn and appointed a leader to return to slavery in Egypt. However, they did not listen, but stiffened their neck. And this is in Second Kings, verse uh, chapter seventeen, verse fourteen. It says, "However, they did not listen, but stiffened their neck, like their fathers, and did not believe in the Lord their God. So the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from His sight." None was left except the tribe of Judah. And you may think, well, you know, well, that was Israel. That was the physical Israel. But the Bible teaches that people that have joined themselves with Christ are the Israel of God. We are the true Israel of God, according to um, Romans 9, Galatians 3, Galatians 4, and it's in other places, too, that we are the Israel of God, the spiritual Jews. In fact, one place in Matthew, it says that God took away salvation from the physical Jews and gave it to a nation producing the fruit of it. John 15 says, bear fruit and so prove to be my disciples. In John 15, God said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you that you might go and bear fruit. You're my friends if you do what I say. Second Kings uh, 17 verse 20 says, and the Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel. And you see why we're in the mess we're in is because of the sins of our forefathers 
and then because of our own sins, because the sins of our forefathers passed on to the children to the third and fourth generations, and the Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel and afflicted them and gave them into the hand of plunderers until he had cast them out of his sight. In other words, now I want you to notice that God gave them over to plunderers. And the plunder, the word plunderers uh, is a type and shadow for the powers of darkness. And you could cause, in the physical, you could say ISIS and these terrorist groups are plunderers. Uh, but in the spiritual realm, they're demons. It says God gave them into the hand of plunderers until he had cast them out of his sight and, and noticed that God gave them over to it. You know, so many times in deliverance, people think, oh, you know, you poor thing, you have a demon problem. No, we have God problems. Our problem is with God. Deal with God. Get your heart right with God, and the demons have to leave. It says that in James 4, 7. Give yourself to God and resist the devil, and he has to flee. But there's a pro- but before you can resist him, you have, to, you have to give yourself to God. That means give yourself up to God. Surrender to God. Deal with your sin. If you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Isaiah 66, verse 4, God says, So I'll choose their punishment, and I'll bring on them what they dread or what they fear. Because I called and no one answered, I spoke and they did not uh, pay attention, and they did evil in my sight and chose that in which I did not delight. Isaiah 42, verse 20 says, You have seen many things, but you do not observe them. Your ears are open, but none hears. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will give heed and listen hereafter? Who gave Jacob up for spoil, God did, and Israel to plunder? God gave them up because they wouldn't listen. Was it not the Lord in whom we have sinned and in whose ways they were not willing to walk and in whose law they did not obey? So God poured out the heat of his anger and the fierceness of the battle and set him aflame all around, and did not, and they did not recognize it, and it burned him, and no one paid attention. And, you know, that's a spiritual fire. Uh, years ago, when I was teaching a seminar, I had a man say, pray for me, I feel like my back's on fire. And the Holy Spirit quickened to me to snatch him out of the fire, as Jude says, snatch men out of the fire. So I took him by the hand, and I said, I snatch him out of the fire. And he said, wow, it left. And so it was a spiritual fire that was burning him. And, you know, there's spiritual fires that are burning a lot of people because they refuse, they refuse to listen. Uh, in Malachi 2.2, 2, God says, If you do not listen and if you do not take to heart to, uh, to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. And indeed, I have cursed them already because they did not take it to heart. And of course, curses are carried out by demons. And you can read some more curses in Leviticus 26 and also um, uh, Deuteronomy 28. And you say, well, that's just the Old Testament. Well, in 2 Timothy 3.15, it says all scripture is given for reproof, correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God might be fully equipped for every good work. And I've I probably didn't quote that exactly, but you you know the scripture. It's in 2 Timothy 3.15. So God refers to people who will not listen as false sons. Isaiah 30 verse 1 says, Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord. 
We execute a plan, but not by mind, and make an alliance, but not by my spirit, in order to add sin to sin, who proceed down to Egypt without consulting me. That means to go to the world for answers without asking God, who take refuge in the safety of Pharaoh and seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. For this is a rebellious people, false sons, who refuse to listen to the instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, you must not see visions, and to the prophets, you must not prophesy to us what's right. Speak to us pleasant words and prophesy illusions. You know, there's plenty of false prophets out there. I know very few real prophets, but there's I can name so many false prophets out there that are telling you about Wall Street that God could care less about, telling you all this stuff, prophesying to you uh, things that tickle your ears, you know, really telling your fortune, trying to say you're going you're gonna to get rich or you're going to this, you're going to get that. But a real prophet is going to tell you to repent of your sin. And if you're listening to some prophet that's not telling you to deal with your sin, you're listening to a false prophet. True prophets will teach you to live a holy, righteous life. Every prophet in the Word of God always taught repentance. In Jeremiah 23, God rebukes the false prophets for saying, if you would say what I said, you, you speak words. If you said what I said, my people would repent of their sin. And that's in Jeremiah 23. But notice in verse uh, 2, they proceed down to Egypt without consulting God, and they seek in shelter in the shadow of Egypt. You know, there's the shadow of the Almighty, which is Psalms 91, and outside of the Psalms 91 is the shadow of Egypt. You can choose to get under God's shadow, or you can choose to get under uh, the, the shadow of the devil. Um, so are you a false son, or are you a true son? You're either listening to the Lord or you're listening to the Song of Fools. Ecclesiastics 7 5 says it's better to listen to the rebuke of a wise man than one to listen to the Song of Fools. And we're either listening to the voice of the harlot or the Song of Fools that says turn in here, or we're listening to the voice of wisdom that says, hey, there's a straight way to walk, a narrow way to walk, walk that way. Proverbs 5 says, now. Then, my sons, listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way from her, the harlot, and go. don't go near the door of her house, lest you give your vigor to others and your, your years to the cruel one. Lest strangers be filled with your strength and your hard-earned goods go to the house of an alien, and you groan in your latter end when your flesh and your body are consumed. That kind of sounds like cancer, doesn't it, or uh, venereal diseases or something that's eating your body. Uh, Proverbs 5:12 says, And you say, How I've hated instruction, and how my heart spurned reproof. And I have not listened to the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to my instructors. I was almost in utter ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. In other words, right in a church house, I was almost in utter ruin. Say to wisdom, you're my sister, and call understanding my intimate friend. Why? It's because understanding is the truth that sets me free. Proverbs 7, 5 says that they may keep you from the adulteress and from the foreigner who flatters with her words. In 2 Timothy, I quoted this earlier, uh, chapter 4, verse 3, says, I, I told you it was 2 Timothy 4, 2, but it's 4, 3. It says the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but wanting to have their ears tickled, 
they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desire and turn away their ears from the truth and turn aside the myth. So that's one of the roots to ear infection, ear problems, um, tickling ears. And here are some promises. If we listen to God, he promises us success. Joshua 1 8 says, This book of the law, the Bible, will not depart from my mouth, but day and night I'll meditate on it. Be careful to do according to all that's written in it, and he'll make my way successful, and everything I do will prosper. Another promise of listening to God is healing. Exodus 15, verse 26 says, And he said, If you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none, that's not any, of the diseases on you which I put on the Egyptians on the world. For I, the Lord, am your healer. And that word in the modern Hebrew means I am your doctor. You know, in salvation, and recently this became a revelation to me, the word salvation means sozo which means salvation, healing, deliverance, preservation, and to be made whole. That's the whole, that's all of what happens in salvation. And we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, but we need to accept him as our physician. He is the greatest, great physician. And when I learned that recently, I accepted him as my great physician. Proverbs 4.20 says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And that could also be a root to eye problems. Do not don't let the word, the word depart from your sight. How many of us have done that? If we haven't done it, our forefathers have let the word of God depart from our sight. It says, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their whole body." Proverbs 4.23, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious lips far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let not your gaze be, and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. God forgive us for not doing that. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. That can be a route to false to feet problems, I haven't watched the path of my feet. The scripture says in Proverbs, can a man take fire to his bosom and can he walk on hot coals and his feet not be burned? Proverbs 4.27, do not turn to the right or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. There's a foot problem right there. Proverbs 5.1, my son, give attention to my word and climb your ears to my understanding that you may observe discretion and your lips may reserve knowledge. And then another promise, if we listen to God, safety. Proverbs one thirty two three says, He who listens to me will dwell securely and be at ease from the dread of evil. Another place it says, and I don't have the reference, but it says, The fear of the Lord leads to life. And, of course, the fear of the Lord is to turn away from evil. The fear of the Lord leads to life so that one may sleep satisfied, untouched by evil. Another uh, promise, if we listen to God, is we'll dwell with the wise. Proverbs 15, verse 31 says, He who listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise, will have understanding, which is the truth that sets us free. Proverbs 15, 32 says, Receive discipline and receive understanding. 
another promise if we listen to God. We'll have the best of the land. Isaiah 19, 18, 19 says, if you consent and obey, you will, you will eat the fat of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. Um, and, you know, when you read the word sword, it has to do with the powers of darkness. In uh, Psalm seventeen thirteen, David prayed, Deliver me from, the, from my enemy, which is thy sword. And that's the King James Version, is thy sword. So the enemy is God's sword. Uh, you'll have life. Isaiah fifty five Isaiah five three, incline your ear and obey me and listen that you may live. You'll have welfare versus judgment. Jeremiah seven twenty three says, But this is what I commanded them saying, Obey my voice, and I'll be your God, and you will be my people, and you will walk in all the way which I commanded you that you that it may be well with you. You'll have prosperity. Deuteronomy 29, verse 9. Keep the words of of his covenant that you may prosper in all that you do. And, of course, the covenant and the new covenant is loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and body, and your neighbor as yourself. And then when we obey, we'll learn the fear of the Lord. God says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Psalms 34 verse 11 says, "Come, you children, and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord." Another blessing you'll have blessings if you listen. Proverbs 8:3. Therefore, my son, listen to me. How blessed are those who keep my ways. You know, according to the Word of God, skillful listening is a non-negotiable skill for every believer uh it's easy for us to slip into what the scripture calls dullness of hearing and jesus makes it clear ultimately that what we listen to proves and reveals who we are john eight forty seven, and i quoted this earlier he said he that is of god hears the words of god therefore uh, those that hear that you hear them not because you're not of God. And you know, what's stored down in the heart will come out the mouth. And how many of you who are listening know that when you're ministering to somebody or trying to help somebody, listen to what comes out of their mouth because that reveals the next thing that God wants to set them free from. And so when we don't take care, we listen, we even lose what we thought we had. Also, when we, when we listen to people, then we can really help them if we know what's coming in their mouth is rooted out of something that's been stored in their heart. And so here's some reasons, some other reasons why we should listen is because, I've said this before, because we'll lose what we think we have if we uh, don't listen and we'll go into deception and delusion. We need to listen because um, that because if we're letting the blind lead us, the blind fall in the, fall in the ditch, so we need to pay attention who we're listening to. We need to listen because in listening we know what what we need to minister to. Without hearing God, we'll be led off astray into rebellion. I need to listen because 
the word of God is seed and words are seed, so I need to pay attention to what's planted in my spiritual garden because that's the kind of fruit. If I Whatever I plant is what's going to come up. Failure to listen hardens my heart, uh, and that Pharaoh is an example of that. And God says in Hebrews 4, today when you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. I need to take care of how I listen because it's like apples of gold in settings of silver when I listen. Proverbs 25 verse 12 says, like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. A listening proves I have wisdom and a teachable heart. You know, the scripture says, a fool thinks he needs no advice, but a wise man will listen to others. It says a wise man will listen to rebuke and a fool will go on and suffer for it. We need to listen because uh, when I listen, I'll stay on God's path of the highway of holiness where no lion, no fool, no unclean can walk there. And that's a wonderful promise for the world we're living in with all the dangers all around us. God says if we're dwelling in a secret place of the Most High God, we'll be protected. Proverbs 10 says, Proverbs 19, verse 27 says, Cease listening to discipline, my son, and you'll stray from the words of knowledge. Uh, Another thing is we need to listen to the good shepherd so we'll get our prayers answered. Proverbs 28, verse 9 says, He who who turns away his ear from listening to the law, even his prayer is an abomination. We need to listen so that we'll have words of wisdom, words of knowledge to help others. We need to listen to be protected from the enemy. Proverbs seventeen eleven says, A rebellious man uh, seeks only evil, so a cruel messenger will be sent against him. So any place we violate the word of God, we, we have a demon problem. We need to listen uh, to get our marching orders from the Lord. We need to listen because the eyes of our heart will be enlightened. And listening keeps us from the voice of the harlot that says, turn in here. You know, the voice of wisdom says, turn in here. The voice of the harlot says, turn in there. Uh, And, of course, her paths lead to destruction. That's in Proverbs chapter 9. And here's a warning in Proverbs uh, 1, 23 says, Turn to my reproof. Behold, I'll pour out my spirit on you, and I'll make my words known to you. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. And you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will, God says, I will also laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your dread comes. When your dread comes like a storm, your calamity comes on like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. And it says when, so it's going to happen if we don't listen. Then they will call on me and I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would not accept my counsel. They spurned all of my reproof. So they will eat the fruit of their own way and be satiated with their own devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them. The naive means the simple, the foolish, uh, versus uh, the wise virgins. The, The naive would be the foolish virgins. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them but he who listens to me shall dwell securely and be at ease from the dread of evil so we need to listen in the days we're living in uh, for many many reasons but 
you know, when we listen to God, we don't have to fear the future. We don't have to fear ISIS. We don't have to fear Ebola. We don't have to fear any of those things because the Bible says because in Psalms 91, because I make the Lord my refuge, even the most high my habitation, no evil will befall me, nor will any plague come near my dwelling. And it says that a thousand will fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it not come near me. I'll only look on with my eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. And why? Because I make the Lord my refuge. And so today when you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart. Ask God to dig out your ears, excavate them, uh, remove every blockage to not being able to hear God. And, you know, to listen means to stretch out your ear to listen to the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they obey me, and they will not follow the voice of a stranger, which is the voice of another, the voice of a demon. So you don't have to listen to demons and other people. In fact, you better not. But you have to listen to the voice of a good shepherd, and God never tells you anything that contradicts his word. So, you know, you're living in a world, if you don't know God's word, you're in trouble. And so you need, to, uh, you need to read the God's word. You need to listen to God's word. You need to, one thing I do is I've, I've, since 1990, I play the word of God as loud as I can hear it. I don't, I don't like it quiet because I want to be able to, I don't want it to sound muffled, but I play it loud when I sleep. And I've done that since 1990. And I can tell you that's been one of the greatest blessings of my life. And um, anyway, so God bless you, and, and I'm going to lead you in repentance now, and I uh, hope you've been repenting as we do this, and then I'll do, um, I'll do a mass deliverance, and then um, tell, share a little bit about the ministry, and then if anybody wants pr- a personal prayer, you can call in at uh, 646-595-4784 and press 1, and you can have personal prayer at the end. So uh, pray with me if you're listening now. Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask you to forgive me for not having ears to hear. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for rebellion and stubbornness and idolatry, uh, for being crooked and perverse. Uh, I forgive my forefathers for not having ears to hear. Lord, forgive me for um, making judgments on my parents and tuning them out, refusing to listen. I forgive my forefathers for for refusing to listen to their parents. Um, God, forgive me for tuning people out, cutting people off. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask you to forgive me for not being a disciple, not letting you discipline me. Forgive me for rebellion. I ask you, God, to open up my ears to listen as a disciple. Give me the tongue of a disciple that I might sustain the weary one with the word. Lord, I haven't had ears to hear. I've had no interest in what you had to say. I haven't, inter- I haven't been interested in what my parents had to say or authority figures had to say. Forgive me for rejecting uh, knowledge. Uh, forgive me for being one of those yeah, but Christians, always wanting to give my opinion instead of what, uh, instead of caring what your opinion is, Lord, according to your word. Forgive me for judging my parents as being too controlling, irresponsible too hard, too easy, stupid, uh, incompetent, and unconsciously believing that you're the same way. Forgive me for cutting my parents off and letting the sun go down on my anger. 
I forgive anyone that's ever hit me in the ears or yelled in my ears. Forgive me for not listening to you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for not having spiritual ears. God, forgive me for idolatry. Forgive me for not bearing fruit for you. Forgive me for um, lacking understanding, which would cause you to turn me over to uh, ears that hear not, eyes that see not, and a heart that couldn't understand so that I could be healed. Forgive me for not watching over my heart and being careful of what's planted in my spiritual garden. Forgive me for being rebellious. God, forgive me for fruitlessness and unbelief and doubt that would cause you to give me a spirit of stupor, eyes that see not, ears that hear not. Uh, Forgive me for idolatry, Lord. Forgive me for being stubborn and perverse. Forgive me for turning a stubborn shoulder to you. Forgive me for stuffing up at my ears so that I couldn't hear you. Forgive me for not making my ear attentive to wisdom, Lord. I do that now. Forgive me for not inclining my heart to understanding. Forgive me for not crying for discernment, lifting my voice for understanding. Forgive me for not seeking wisdom and understanding uh, like I would search for gold or silver buried in my backyard. Forgive me for neglecting discipline, despising myself, not listening to your reproof so that I can uh, acquire understanding. Forgive me for having itching ears, turning aside from truth to myth, accumulating for myself teachers in accordance to my own desire. Forgive me for turning away my ear from listening to your law. Forgive me for being arrogant, a scoffer, rebellious, perverse. Forgive me, Lord, for falling away from the faith, giving heed to doctrines of demons and seducing spirits. Lord, I just uh, ask you to forgive me for not giving ear to you. Which would cause you to give me up for spoil and me to be being burned and not even know it. And Lord, I snatch every person who just repented, I snatch him out of the fire in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask for your mercy. Forgive me for not listening, which would cause you to curse me and me to be cursed. Forgive me for being a false son, rebellious children, executing a plan but not of yours, making alliance. Forgive me for adding sin to sin, proceeding down to the world for answers without asking you. And, Lord, forgive me for seeking refuge in the, in the shelter of um, the shadow of Egypt. Forgive me for eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Forgive me for uh, not eating off the tree of life so that I could believe your word. Forgive me for saying to the seers, you must not see vision or prophesy to me. Uh, speak to me pleasant words. Forgive me for listening to the song of fools. Forgive me for letting your word depart from my mouth. Forgive me for not keeping away from the harlot. Forgive me for giving my vigor to others and strangers to be filled with my strength and me to groan at my latter end when my flesh and my body are consumed. Forgive me for saying I hated instruction and I spurned reproof. Lord, forgive me for not listening to the voice of my teacher's Lord, I I want to say to wisdom, you're my sister, and I call understanding my intimate friend. 
God, forgive me for a not enduring sound doctrine. Forgive me for sitting under false prophets. Forgive me for wanting to have my ears tickled. Forgive me for not meditating on your law day and night and being careful to obey it. Lord, I, I, I make you, I crown you, um, I, Lord, I make you Lord of my life. And today I receive you as my healer and my deliverer in Jesus' name, as my doctor. And, Lord, I receive you as my Savior if I have never been born again. Forgive me for not being willing to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow you. Forgive me for not giving attention to wisdom. Forgive me for letting my heart depart. Forgive me for not watching over my heart. Lord, forgive me for having a deceitful mouth. Forgive me that I haven't fixed my eyes on you. I've not set my affections on things above. I've not watched the path of my feet. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for turning to the right or the left and not turning my foot from evil. Forgive me for walking a stubborn, perverse path. Forgive me for rebellion, Lord, that would cause you to send a cruel messenger against me. Lord, forgive me for not taking care of how I listen, inclining my ear to you. Forgive me for not obeying you, Lord. Forgive me for listening to the voice of strangers. Forgive me for breaking your covenant, not loving you with my whole heart, mind, soul, body, and my neighbor as myself. Lord, I come under your yoke, which is light and easy, and I learn from you. I come to you now, Lord, and I want to listen so that you can teach me the fear of the Lord. Lord, I want your blessings. Um, Forgive me for not listening to you. Forgive me for uh, following blind leaders. And Lord, I just present my body to you as a living sacrifice. I offer up to you my members as instruments of righteousness. I receive your Holy Spirit, Lord, as my Savior, my Lord, my King, my Doctor. In Jesus' name, I just uh, repent of my sin. I break soul ties with every person I've sinned with or sinned against or who sinned against me. I forgive everyone who's hurt me or sinned against me, and I ask you to forgive me, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for cutting you off, cutting your voice off, shutting you out in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I repent of everything you've shown me, Lord. I take accountability for whatever happened to me in the loins of my forefathers all the way back to Adam and Eve. Lord, will you start with Adam and Eve and let your cleansing blood flow down through your bloodline, my bloodline washing away any ground Satan's had in my life that would cause me to have eyes that see not, ears that hear not, and a heart that cannot understand so that I could turn and be healed. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my forefathers for everything that I have repented of. And I forgive myself, and I ask you to forgive me. I break generational curses, soul tie curses, cultural curses. I break soul ties with all my forefathers. 
in the name of Jesus. I break off every yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus. I command every spirit of stubborn stiff neck to leave every person who's listening in. Every spirit that's blocked our ears from hearing. Every spirit that stopped our ears up. I command itching ears to go in Jesus' name. I command fear of hearing, fear of listening, fear of obeying God. I break the power of all fear over every life. I break the power of uh, fruitlessness. I break the power of stubbornness, stiff neck, arrogance. I break your power, idolatry. I break the power of idolatry over every life in Jesus' name. I break the power of blindness, deafness, hearing loss, infected ears, itching ears. I command you to go now in Jesus' name. I break the power of every spirit that resists the Holy Spirit. I command you to go. Disobedience, rebellion, antichrist, I break your power. Jezebel, I break your power. Every spirit of lies, lying, deception, unbelief, and doubt. Fruitlessness, I break your power in the name of Jesus. Every demon carrying out curses, I command the plunder earth to leave in the name of Jesus. I break the power of mind control and sorcery. Leave now in the name of Jesus. All spirits of deception and delusion, all spirits of murder, hatred, lying, stealing, greed, I break your power in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of of anger and bitterness and unforgiveness and torture and torment, you leave now in Jesus' name. I break your power over every life of every person listening in in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I just thank you for deliverance. I thank you for setting your children free. I thank you for the truth that sets us free. In Jesus' name, praise you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Take a deep breath and blow out in the name of Jesus. Praise you, God. Lord, send your ministering angels to minister to every person. I ask you to seal your word to their hearts in Jesus' name. I thank you for the truth that sets us free in Jesus' name. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the ministry, give you a number here that you can call if you want prayer. It's 646 595 Four seven eight four and press one, um, and I just encourage you to go into our to email me at Jerry McGee at sbcglobal.net. That's G like George E R I M C G H E E at S like Sam B like boy C like cat global.net. Uh, you can email me at that address, and you can go onto my website at jerrymcgee.com. And there's a place to sign up for for my um, for my emails, and uh, I usually I used to send out daily thoughts, and I hope to do that again. I haven't been able to do that in a while, but I plan to resume doing that. And also, I mean, they're just little short thoughts to encourage. Plus, we send out um, flyers when we're going to be on the radio. I'm also on the Mega Man Radio, and um, usually on Tuesdays. Um, and also I'll be in York, Pennsylvania on September 29th through October 1st. If you're interested in that meeting, you can uh, email me and I'll, uh, or you can uh, sign up for my email on my website. There's also, there's also books you can order. There's free CDs to listen to. There's CDs you can buy. Uh, I've written a book called Clearing the Land that's in Russian and in Spanish, and you can actually get deliverance just going through that repentance book, and you can order that online. Uh, Also, a a book on um, resetting life's negative reaping patterns. We all have a reaping, all of us. We reap good things and bad things, but it tells you how to reset and change the, the, the negative reaping because what a man sows, he reaps, and so there's 
things that are that have happened in our lives, things that have been done to us, things that are the generational iniquities of the forefathers. There's things that we've done, things that have been done to us, and it tells us how to reset that negative, those negative ripping patterns. Also, I wrote a book on grief, uh, overcoming a sorrow with joy. A uh, little book clips on rejection. On he sent his word to heal you, and uh, I've also have a book um, on self deliverance. Uh, you can order those books online. If you'd like to give a gift, if the, if the ministry's been a blessing to you, if you would like to give a gift, you can send a gift through PayPal. And also the lady that sponsors this program, uh, you can send her uh, a gift through PayPal to dchurchy, like church with a Y, dchurchy, uh, number one, at hotmail.com. And uh, we appreciate your gifts. But we're not in the ministry for gifts, but it helps because we have expenses and secretaries to pay and books to order, and it just costs money. And so uh, we just thank all of you who have given and who will give. And um, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you want to attend our Duncanville meetings, they're free to attend. And we meet every month, the second Saturday of each month at 10 a.m., and that you, you're, we're usually out of there by three or four o'clock, but we do. You can get personal ministry that way. Plus, um, we do group deliverance. And so, uh, I just want to mention too the October uh, Block Talk Radio Overcoming Life's Obstacles will be canceled for the month month of October because I have previous commitments that I have to keep. But we'll resume the 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 first and the third. Um, Tuesdays of November and from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. And so I hope you will email me and and sign up for our email addresses. And uh, anyway, uh, if there's nobody that wants prayer, then I'll just close by just saying, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you more peace. 